books, and you want to look at the one that's most accurate, you're going to find out real quick that the King James Bible is the most accurate Bible on the face of this planet. As far as Bibles go, if I was going to trust a Bible, that would be the Bible I would trust. Take your Bibles. Take your Bibles. Go to, not just go to anywhere, man. It, it really, uh, just, y'all stay seated for a few minutes. I'm going to talk. There's a, I, I come across an article, uh, and I was talking about uh, here recently, last Wednesday, uh, an icon, they call him an icon, and, and the, uh, the world of rock and roll has passed away. His name is David Crosby. And uh, he died, and Joe's been talking about music, and he made this comment. This is why I started thinking about this sermon, and I'm going to preach it anyways. Death came as a surprise to those who followed his very active Twitter account. you got to watch what you put on Twitter. Uh, so people watch what you put on Twitter, okay? Uh, which he kept tweeting on as recent as Wednesday. One of Crosby's final tweets, Wednesday. Now this is, you could go find this. This is what he said. Wednesday was to make a typical jocular comment about heaven. I heard the place is overrated. It's cloudy. He was dead by Wednesday night. Now, I ain't going to tell you he went to heaven, and I ain't going to tell you he went to hell. But I'll tell you right now, he knows where it's at. The moment he took his last breath, absent from the body, he went somewhere. He either went to heaven, he went to hell. What is heaven like? I'm going to preach about heaven this morning. I like heaven. Those songs, they started, I was sitting there thinking, Lord, should I, should I not, should I, should I not, should I, should I not. Then he comes off with these two songs right off the bat, man, and both of them about heaven. And then the third song is, are you going? You ain't got much time, you're going. And then they start singing a couple songs here about heaven. You know what's good? And son, it's, uh, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I, I want to go there. Uh, over in Isaiah, it says, uh, uh, let's see, come now, let us reason together, say the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Uh, it's happened to snow today, and the Lord showed me, hey, it's white. You're going to be white. If you're not white, you're going to have a problem. Uh, it, that's not racist, by the way. That's God. Amen. You can't change the color of snow. Well, you can. Dogs do. They, they, <laughs> David Crosby had a friend. Uh, he had a song called Don't Eat That Yellow Snow. There's a reason why. Come and I'll tell you. Some third graders, some third graders. I got some little uh, anecdotes in here from third graders and all kinds. What is heaven like? A class of third graders from a school in Union City, Tennessee, was asked uh, this question. What is heaven like? One girl replied, heaven is where you will get everything you want. But, you, uh, but if you want everything, you might not get it there. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? What do you want? What do you really want in life? Third graders, little kids get it, man. What is heaven like? A little girl is taking, uh, was talking one evening with her father. Wondering, uh, she looked up uh, and, into the scars and exclaimed, Oh, Daddy, if this is the wrong side of heaven, if the wrong side of heaven is so beautiful, what must the right side be? David Crosby already knows that. He knows that today, what it is. He knows, he knows where he's at. If he's in the wrong place, he knows that he's in the wrong place. Uh, quite enough for Luther. Luther was talking one day, Martin Luther, he says, I cannot think what we shall find to do in heaven. You ever wondered that? You know, oh, it's, it's overrated. You know, you don't know. No, it's, 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 Martin, he mused, Luther. No change, no work, no eating, no drinking, nothing to do. A friend of his, Melanchthon, said this. Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices for us, John 14, 8. Luther replied, why, of course, <laughs> responded Luther. The sight will give us quite enough to do. 
Brother, you know what? I have not seen nor ear heard nor in the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them to love him. You couldn't figure the thing out if you want. It's, it's, you have to be there to see the thing. Over in Revelation chapter 4, they fall down. I mean, everywhere you look, when somebody gets in heaven for the first time or they see a glorious being, they fall down. They fall down and act like they're dead. Over in Daniel, that happens a couple times. They have to pick them up. There is something about heaven that's going to be so much better than down here. It's unbelievable. An advertisement for heaven. Free, beautiful homes. Everybody's worried about getting a house and stuff. Free, beautiful homes to be given away in, in a perfect city with 100% pure free water. You don't have to get bottled water no more, none of that stuff. No light bills, perpetual lighting, per permanent uh, perfect health, uh, pavement with no potholes forever, uh, nothing undesirable, everything new, uh, immunity from accidents, the best society, beautiful music, free transportation. Secure your contract today. Uh, today's the day to get it. Today is the day of your salvation. God, I'm telling you what, brother, sometimes uh, he, when he said what he said, that uh, it's overrated, and, and he was 81 years old, so he lived a full life. Uh, it says if, if you live three score and 10, which is 70, if by reason four score, 80, he, 81, he was already over that. Uh, he knew that one of these days he was going to die. But to make a comment like that and then die that night... That is a scary thing to me. That's something you got. I mean, the odds of that happening is, and to have it on the Twitter account where everybody can read it. I'm not looking for the sunrise. I'm looking for the sunset. No, I'm looking for the sunrise. I'm not looking for the sunset. As the years, as the swift years come and go, I'm looking for the sunrise and the golden morning glow. I'm not going down but upward, and the path is never dim, for the day proves ever brighter as I journey on with him. So my eyes are on the hilltops waiting for the sun, waiting for my invitation to my home beyond the skies. That's where I'm headed. I'm headed to heaven. I don't know about you, but today I'm headed to heaven. I'm, I'm so glad about that. My daughter was absolutely right when she said that. I like it when people talk about heaven and cry. Uh, you ought to cry, man. If you're on this side and you're not on this side, you ought to be crying uh, with joy in your heart, man. First of all, that you could tell somebody about heaven. Second of all, that you can, you can actually let them think that you believe that there's a heaven. You know, people say, well, yeah, you know, when you die, you go to heaven. Uh, I think I'm going to heaven. I think, uh, but no, no, no. If I thought that I was going to be, I'd be scared to death. Yeah. I don't think nothing that you may know you have eternal life. I know that thing. I, I told the Lord I want to know it. He said, do you really? I said, yes. He said, here it is. Do you believe it? I said, yes, I believe it. I've been believing that thing forever, man. What is heaven? It's God's throne. Revelation 4, 2. And, immense, and immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set before me in heaven. One sat on the throne, and he that sat on it was like uh, to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round uh, about, and he wasn't queer, uh, about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Everybody in this world, the devil always takes something that is godly, and, and he tries to pervert the thing. That rainbow is God's. And you know what the devil's trying to do is pervert the thing. And he's trying to make everybody down here say, oh, well, no, the rainbow. No, the rainbow has nothing to do with a sign to anybody on this planet. God gave that sign to Noah when he said, I'll never bring a flood on this planet again. And, and why does somebody attach himself to something God has if they don't want nothing to do with God? I never have figured that thing out. It's the craziest thing. It's God's throne. You know what? You, to get to his throne, to get before him, it's a scary thing. Boy, I tell you what, once you get there, it's like you're going to be with him forever and ever and ever and ever. And you're right. like, right, like I, I mean, you don't have to worry about going up and down and, and worrying about doing this or did I do this or do. I was reading through uh, Exodus today and Aaron 
uh, told everybody, take the earrings out of your ears. And Moses just goes up on a hillside. He goes up on a mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. You know how weak we are? 40 days and 40 nights. Before Moses comes back down off that mountainside, they don't make a golden calf. They, they fashion it with their hands. And then and Aaron was second to Moses. I mentioned that last week. Sec- the reason Aaron had a problem is he never had a relationship with God. He had a relationship with Moses. Brother, you better get a relationship with Jesus Christ or you're going to be messing up all the time. You know what? Aaron, Moses had that relationship. Joshua got that relationship. Aaron never had that. They, they, he almost got killed because uh, if it wasn't for Moses, he wouldn't. Our Lord comes from heaven. Man, we just went through Christmas. All the way through your Bible, man, you get Adam in the garden, and the Lord comes down from heaven to the garden, talks with Adam, walking with him. Abraham on the mountainside, he said, I love it. I love them stories, man, where Abraham's sitting up there, and he's just minding his own business, cool today, just chill. Everybody's down in the city, hustle and bustle, hustle and bustle. Abraham's up on the side of the mountain. You know where you need to be is up on the side of the mountain. This hustle and bustle and stuff, man, what it'll do is it'll take your mind off into a thousand different ways, and to calm that thing back down to where you never get your mind on God is, is almost impossible sometimes. I don't care that society we live in is screwed up. Excuse me, messed up, messed up. I should say messed up. It's incompatible with Christian theology. It is just, you can't do it. It's almost impossible, man. But it's, 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 he came down. Abraham's up on the side of the mountain just chilling out. And he looks over there. He probably got a piece of wheat in his tooth right there, hanging out and chewing on it. Looks over there and says, whoa, there's the Lord coming. A couple of angels, man, the Lord, the angel of the Lord and two angels coming with him. He says, Sarah, 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 let's get. And they go out and they start making a dinner and cook up a dinner. And the Lord comes by and they have dinner with him. And the Lord sits there and talks to Abraham. And he talks him all the way down to 10 people in a wicked city. And God, for Abraham, and he changed, Moses went up on the side of the mountain and said, Lord, forgive him. He said, you said this and 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 this. And if you go down there and kill all of them like you're going to do, everybody on this planet is going to say, Lord said, okay, he repented him. You know, uh, Abraham got the same thing. He said, Lord, it, it would be impossible for you, the God of righteousness, to do wrong. You can't do wrong. And he hit him with that. And the Lord, he got him down to 10. The Lord stopped him or did whatever, but he didn't go beyond that. But Abraham talked to him. I mentioned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all the time in, in a fiery furnace. I mean, they get thrown in. They don't care at this point. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to do it in a way that it doesn't matter whether I live or die. And if I die, I go to heaven. You know what will make you do something like that? You believe you're going to heaven. You say, Mike, why would you stand up in a chief's mess? I believe I'm going to heaven. And the one I'm going to meet is him. Why would I do wrong? I mean, brother, it's easy to do stupid stuff. when you're. But I'm, there's some most important things in your life sometimes you got to stand up for. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did it. Man, they got thrown in. The people threw them in and died. And then all of a sudden they're standing up in there talking to the Lord like they're in an air-conditioned space. It's unbelievable. How about, how about Daniel? Daniel sees him in chapter 8, 9, 10. Jacob's, I was just talking about that in Sunday school, wrestling match up there. He's wrestling with him. Now, you know, at any time the Lord go, ping, man, and shoot him across the galaxy. He didn't. He let him wrestle. What an idiot. That's like an eternal leg you got right there. Do you understand that? You, you ain't going to win. But he wouldn't let go. And the Lord could have made him let go. He could just made him turn into dust again and made him over there. He didn't. He let him do it. You know what the Lord wants? He wants you to do that. He wants you to wrestle with him. He wants you to get serious with him. He wants you to get, he wants you to want something from him. Have you ever thought about that? You know, the final thing he wants you to have is heaven. 
Heaven's cool, man. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, these guys, it's, it, Lord came from there. Jesus, we had Christmas. Talks about a little baby. Here's a nun, 118 years old. They show her like this. I never seen nuns do that, by the way. They were always throwing stuff at you and beating you up. That's what nuns did to me in school. I mean, that's all I ever, I, I just, them, them are mean ladies, man. I mean, any lady that can't get married, gotta, they got to take their frustrations out on somebody. <laughs> that's all the, you know why nobody wants to go to Catholic schools anymore? Or Catholic, that's it, man. I mean, they send their kids there. They want their kids to get tortured like they got tortured. That's the only thing they think about. It's only fun, man, because you, you can't spank them anymore. If you spank them, you get in trouble. So they send them to Catholic school, man. Catholic school will do it for you. They'll, they'll torture them. Luke 2.15 says, and it came to pass as the angels were gone. That's shepherds in the field. They're out there, and you know what? They came, and they said, glory to God in heaven. Heaven's a real place, brother. It's a real place. Christ went back to heaven. Luke 25.51, it says right here, and it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted. He, and, and Acts chapter 1, he's sitting there talking to him, and he says he just went up into heaven. It's a real place. Are you going today? Do you care about going today? I care about going today. I like going today. I want to go today. Today would be a very fine day to go. I wouldn't have to go home and finish my driveway. I would be perfectly happy. Dave's already complaining. I ain't got a snowblower. <laughs> it's his birthday. <laughs> I'm starting to get under conviction, man. I got three. Actually, I got four. <laughs> I got backups to backups to backups, man. You'll never catch me without a snowblower. I tell people that all the time. It's his throne. He came from heaven. He went back to heaven. Why do you want to go to heaven? Because Jesus is there. I don't know if you looked at this world as it is. I don't, I don't really like this place here. I don't fit here anymore. It's changing so fast. Used to, an 80-year-old person could hang out with a 50-year-old person and a 30-year-old person and a 20-year-old person. They all had something in common. I'm 65, man. I can barely hang out with anybody that's 35, 40 years old. That's how different we are because society has changed so much. That the 20s and 30s, I can't even understand them. I'm like, I shake my head, man. I'm like, no way, man. No way. I can't. And, and what people think is normal is not normal by any shape, form, or fashion. But we're, that's where they're raised at. And I got the verses where it says David, uh, he, he, uh, he ministered to his generation. I got that. I know what he did. But I'm telling you what, the generation is changing so fast right now, I don't know how to keep up with it. I mean, you almost want to be like Abraham, go up on the side of the mountain, let it go. Jesus is there, Acts 7.55. Stephen getting stoned. He's dying. He's getting hit with rocks. I don't know if you ever got hit with a rock. I did one time, it hurts. One rock, I was, I was done. Don't want no more rocks. He was getting hit one. He was getting pummeled with one after another and after another. They kept doing that. You talking about a brutal way to die? A gunshot is quicker than that. Hanging's quicker than that. They started throwing rocks at you, sharp edges, and hitting you and knocking you down and keep doing it, keep doing it, and keep doing it until you die. You know what Stephen says? He says this. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them. That was Christ going back up. Uh, Jesus said, my name is, uh, he says, but, being, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven. That's where you're going. When you're getting ready to die, where are you going to look? I mean, really, when you're getting ready to die, they sang that song a few minutes ago. Where are you going to look? Boy, I tell you what, I like them old stories, man. People sitting there talking about Jesus, 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 and the very last thing they say is Jesus, Jesus. My sister, when she died, man, it was the funniest thing in the world. It wasn't funny. Uh, I don't want to make it sound, but I'm telling you what, she's sitting there, and uh, she, she was out of place. Mike, just, I got to stop here for a second and fix this because I don't want to get yelled at. 
But uh, she was sitting at, at a place in her life where the doctor said she was not going to recover. There was no way she could recover. And her body had started shutting down. She was just gasping for air. <gasps> like that. And, and uh, we left and came back. Me and Beth was there, and she's seen the same thing I did. Came back the next day, and Linda's sitting in her bed like this. And she's just sitting there just like normal. And I'm like, Linda, how you doing? She goes, good. I said, okay. I mean, she's no gasping, no nothing. And I'm sitting there going, what's up? She goes, you won't believe what happened last night. Well, most people wouldn't believe it. I do. I believe, I believe just about anything, man. I believe all kinds of stuff. <laughs> she goes, Mickey Nisi came in here last night. I said, no way. That was my little sister who had died earlier, a couple months earlier, six months earlier. And I'm sitting there, and she goes, uh, Nisi came here last night. I said, she did. And, you know, you're trying to comfort somebody. You know, you don't want to call them crazy and out of their minds. And she goes, uh, she goes, she did? And she said, yes, she did. I said, what'd she say? She said, come on over. And I'm sitting there going, why are you still here? <laughs> and she looks at me like this, and that night she passed away. They said she went, what, uh, the doctors told me that her, her, her uh, saline solutions in her body got all messed up, and they got some of it corrected, but they said her body started shutting down, so her legs and arms and stuff started really shutting down, and then all the energy could go into her core to keep her. That's why she, she was normal, or fairly normal, the last day. But she went into kind of a semi-coma, and her kids came in to say goodbye to her, and, and uh, they said, the la- you got to go in and come out, go in and come out, come in and go in. And, come- and the last one, when they went in, said goodbye, love your mom, left. A couple of minutes later, she died. They said, moms normally will not die with their kids in the room. They'll hang on there the best they can. And I was sitting there looking at it and said, you know what? My little sister told me she was saved. Didn't live the greatest life in the whole wide world, but she was saved. My older sister got saved, uh, and, and she was going to heaven. And you say, well, is it really important to, to think you're going to heaven? Well, I got to preach her funeral, didn't think nothing about it, and, and uh, I, I, in the process of preaching, I said, hey, I don't know how my little sister got, my older sister got saved, I just know she got saved, and I went on through the sermon and got done, when I got done, this older gentleman came up and said, hey, Brother Mike, I said, yeah, he goes, you want to know how she got saved? <laughs> he said, I'll tell you how she got saved, I led her to the Lord, I said, get out of here, man, he goes, look, he said, I don't know what you were giving her, he said, but whatever you were giving her. Man, he said, I came by on a Wednesday night visitation. People say, visitation ain't any good. Oh, yes, it is. He came by her house on visitation, knocked on the door. He said, brother, she was primed and ready. Uh, she wanted to get saved. He goes, but I didn't lead her to the Lord. He goes, it was so good. He said, I wanted to come back. Now, he didn't care if she died over the week. He could care less. <laughs> he wanted to come back next week and get another load of what he got the week before. He come back the next week. Wednesday, Linda's sitting there ready, and he walks in. My brother-in-law's there, my sister's there, and my three nieces and nephew are there, and they all got saved the same night. You know what I was giving them, Dr. Ruckman? So I was in the middle of the ocean. I told the Lord, hey, Lord, I can't get to them. You want me preaching these guys out here? I'll preach at them all day long, but I can't get to them back in Louisville, Kentucky. You're going to have to get to them. They're out in Litchfield. You know what he did? He sent the guys out there. He got them good and primed. I was sending her Dr. Ruckman tapes. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to kill her. This is going to kill her, man. I said, this kills anybody. I said, this, but that's all I got, man. It's good. I like it. So I sent it to her. And I kept sending her one right after the other. One right after. He said, Mike, he said, I don't know what you were giving her. He said, but I have never seen anybody like that. You know what, you know what that did, my sister did? My little sister died. She got to come back and tell my other sister to come on over when she was getting ready to die. And before my sister died, and I got to pre- I had to pre- she had to die so I could preach a funeral, there's another guy that got to come to her door one day and knock on it and lead her to the Lord and he got his heart all excited about heaven. 
And they're all at that funeral. They're all praising God because my sister's in heaven, my little sister's in heaven, and they know they're going to heaven, and I know I'm going to heaven. Do you know you're going to heaven today? Boy, I sure do. That's something, man. I know my name is written in heaven. Do you know that Luke 10, 20? Notwithstanding uh, in this, rejoice not. Not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. There's a book of life up there. My name's in that thing. I don't know about you, but I know where mine's at. I don't have to worry one bit. I'm going to walk up there one day, and actually they won't even open the book. They'll say, come on in, Mike. They already know it. Peter, James, John aren't going to be sitting at the gate letting you in. It ain't going to happen. For me, the pearly gate's going to be already open, and I'm just going to be there. Actually, I'll appear inside that thing. You say, how do you know that? Because he said it, and I believe it. Don't wake me up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I like believing. I like to know my name is written. I like to know my name is up there somewhere. They'll know you. They'll know you. They'll, they'll see your record. They'll know exactly everything about you. There's nothing you can hide. It's my new home. John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. This place down here, I have a home beyond the river. Man, that song they sang, that was a good song, man. All them songs are good songs. When we all get to heaven. Have you ever wondered why somebody would read all, write all these songs? Uh, sing the wondrous uh, love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright, that's down here, by the way, that's up there. He'll prepare for us a place. Oh, the blessed contemplation. When with trouble, here I saw, you got troubles today? They ain't nothing. They're nothing compared to what you're going to get to glory of heaven. I have a home beyond the river. That's heaven, by the way. I'll enter by and by. One of these days I'll get there. I like this one. When the roll is called up yonder. That's the name. I got my name. They're going to call a roll, and they're going to wait for you to be there. You know why the rapture hadn't happened yet? The last one on the roll hadn't been taken yet. That role is sitting there ready to go. Are you it? Are you the last one? If you're in here today and you're not saved, you could be holding the rest of us up. <laughs> Brother, I'm telling you what, the, the sands of time are sinking. But God's not in no hurry. And I'm glad he's not, man. There's a lot of people in heaven today because of that. It's my new home. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Boy, I can see them apostles looking at me like, huh? He goes, if it was not so, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. Not a house, not a cot, not a room, a mansion. I got a mansion. And I, I sit there and say, Lord, I really appreciate that mansion. But, but you can rent it out to somebody else if you want. Because I really doubt I'll be there very much. Amen. There is so much other stuff to do there that I don't even know this do there yet. But when I get there, I'm going to find out all this stuff to do. And, man, I'm going to do it. I remember the first time I went on a ship. Y'all know I was in the Navy? Yeah. I remember the first time I went on a ship. I was scared to death. I walked up to the USS Scott, man. I mean, I'm, my uniform's pristine. Everything's pristine about me. I begged them. My, my evals were all four O's, and I mean, the write-ups matched them. Everything was there. There, there was, When you read them, I mean, that, it said what it said. Now they want to see, can you actually do this? Senior chief, when he read my evals the first time I walked on the ship, and I go up to Pinellas Elliott reporting the board as ordered, and they go, yeah, go down here, go in the side of the hatch, right at the ET shops right there. I go down there, and Floyd Franklin is sitting there with the senior chief with his feet popped up on the desk. And he's got my records right in front of him, the whole record. He's reading it all. And he goes, Elliot. I said, Petty Officer Elliot, reporting as duty, sir. He goes, I'm not a sir. I'm an enlisted like you. I said, yes, sir. I'll never call you sir again, sir. Promise, sir. And he just starts laughing. And he goes, Elliot, I'm reading your email. I said, that's all a lie. 
I told you that's, I said, I'm telling you that's a lie. I told them back there not to write that. I told them that that's all just fluff. And he goes, Elliot, they say you walk on water. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a lie, man. They, I told them to give me three eights. I said, I'd give me three eights and let me build up into the 4 here. And they said, no. He goes, come here, man. I, I want to go. The first day I walked on that ship, that guy started looking at me like I was different. And you say, what is all that? You know, I scared to death. I remember walking on that ship, I was scared. I'm like, oh, God, what? I thought I was going to be on shore duty my whole life. <laughs> What's a sailor being a sailor? I might as well be Air Force, Army, and Marines, man, if I'm going to stay on the shoreline all the time. No, sailors belong on ships, and ships belong at sea, and your wife didn't come in a sea bag. Or a significant other now. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, Lord, what am I doing out here? Scared, man, scared. You know what he did? He put a senior chief in my path, just smooth that thing over, man. And me and senior became friends, I mean, almost immediately. And that guy took me up there and said, hey, see that little green light? Do this. And then he go, hey, you see this over here? Hey, you see this over here? Hey, you see this here, Mike? Hey, you see here this? And all of a sudden, I'm not scared anymore. You know what I found out going out to sea? is there's a lot of things in this world to see that if you have never seen them, you have no idea what they are. When he said, I had not seen nor ear heard nor entered the hearts of men the things that God had prepared for them, just remember, there's things in heaven you could not even begin to imagine until you get there. Boy, when you get there, I mean, the streets of gold, pure gold, crystal clear, got it, man, no dust, no none of this, got all that, the, the river, the water with the trees going down, got all that stuff, man, everything, everything, it's all, I mean, everything. First of all, it's going to be all about him. And we're going to sit there, I, I mean, brethren, to look at him for all eternity is probably going to be all you'll be able to ever do for what he's done. But, there, but he said there's other stuff to do that, I'm telling you, man, by the time you get there, pretty soon that whole ship. Brother Jonathan, Jonathan gave me a uh, T-shirt back here. It's got my ship on the USS Scott on it. And I sit there looking at it, man, and it shows the front of the ship coming at you kind of like at an angle. And the bridge is there, and there was a point right there on the top that I was up there one day. And I remember that wave coming over the top of that ship, and I shut everything up and closed it down, got down the wall. The wall was about this high, and I got down like this, and I watched that wave hit that wall, man, and then the water just shot over the top of the, the ship. That's four stories up, by the way. And I'm sitting there watching this wave go over the top of my head. And it goes over and splashes over there. And I get back up, open the thing up, start working again. I mean, it's 220 in here, man. I get all electrocuted and stuff. Water, salt water. <laughs> I didn't care. Boy, that, I mean, it's, it's like it's an adventure, man. It's an adventure. You know what? Heaven's a, is an adventure. It's, a, it's the greatest adventure that you'll ever have you, for eternity. I mean, it won't get any better than that. It ain't going to get no better, man. I'm telling you, it's, 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 a, it's an adventure. It's my new home. Christ said he would give it to me. It's a storage for your rewards. You might not think it, but man, he's got some things for you in this world. that he's, he's, Every time you do something good, he's adding them up. Matthew 6, 19 says, lay up not your treasures. It says, lay not up your treasures. Lay up, up for yourselves treasures. Pfft, I can't even read. Lay not up for your tre yourself treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through than still. I tell you what, you want, you want a blessing? Of all the things I had in this earth, all the money I've had, all, all the cars, anything I've had, all the time to have my daughter stand here in a mic and cry because she is talking about somebody else outside of this church and she's talking to them about Jesus Christ means more to me than every, any, anything I could possibly have on this planet. 
For her to be that age and get there and survive means more to me than everything I got. You say, how'd you get that? I don't have a clue, man. <laughs> Not me. But I like the things of God, man. I like to watch people just, I mean, just bellow it out. and Just blubber all over the place, man. It's cool, man. Watch me get on the altar and cry. You say, well, that's, that's me. No, man. I mean, they're, getting, they're, getting a, they're having fellowship with my friend. He's a friend. They're having fellowship with him. I like that. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth. That's what, what but this world tear you up, man. Where moth and rust doth corrupt and thieves break in. You know what you try to do is keep that stuff. My mom's sitting over here. Man, I love her to death. I thank God for Beth. She loves her more than I do. <laughs> About four months ago, Beth gets a bunch. Of, she's 91 years old. 90. Well, she's, she said she don't like to even know that. But she got these depend things. And so she uses them. And she's down to one pack. And I, Brother Peacock told me about his father-in-law, and, and I'm like, thank God he told me about that. Somebody, I've heard other people. Somebody's coming in my room at night and stealing my depends. <laughs> I only got one pack left. I had four. No, you done used three. No, I didn't use three. I know exactly what I got. I've been counting. Like she sitting there all day and counting them. I'm sitting there going, Lord. I said, I said you know, I don't want to get that old, by the way. If I ever get to where I'm 71 or two, just set me out in the snow and let me just freeze to death or something. But to lay up your track, you worry about having stuff here on this planet to the point where you count it, and it's like you got to have it. And I'm like, brother, this, this is stupid, man. There's souls out there that need to hear gospel, man. I'm, i got to go down to Kroger's. i got to find out. I, I mentioned Sunday school class. I put tracks up down on the board, and they disappear. And I don't know whether Kroger's is getting rid of them because they don't want any religious material on that board or not, but I'm going to ask them, do you have a problem with me putting tracks up on that board? Because if they don't, I'm gonna, somebody's taking them. I'm glad, man. Let them take them. But if they're just throwing them in the trash, I'll find I'll stand outside and get them out out there. But lay up for yourselves. It tells you exactly what to do. Christ is saying it. Lay, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust. Your treasures should be on the other side. That's where mine are. This side right here. Why would he give me treasures over there if I'm not going to be able to do something with them? Why would he give me something that I earned on this side, on that side, if I can't do something with what he gave me. Then you know what the value is? Is to make sure whatever I'm doing here ends up over there. Yeah. Now, brother, I worked with Senior Chief Franklin on the ship. And I tell you all the time, but I'll tell you what, everything I did on those ships ended up over there. That was just my job, but I did it the best I could. And the Lord, I know I got treasures out of that thing. I got souls out of that thing. There's all kinds. Of, the motive was to serve Jesus Christ in the whole process. It ends up over there. If your motive isn't that, you're messing up. Yeah, you, you're not going to get heaven. Charles Fuller, old Baptist preacher, many, many years ago. People might say this or that about him, but they used to broadcast in the type of churches they were in and broadcast what they're going to preach next week. I'm lucky to be able to know what I'm going to preach last night. Amen. Charles Fuller once announced that he would be speaking the following Sunday on heaven. He says, during the week, a letter was delivered to him that he received from an old man very ill. The following is part of that letter. He said, next Sunday, you are to talk about heaven. I am interested in that land because I have not... This, now, by the way, Charles Fuller was a pastor in California. And this man is in California, which I would never believe can anything good come out of California. But it did. Next Sunday, we are to talk about, you are to talk about heaven, and I'm interested in that land because I have held a clear title to a bit of property there for over 55 years. I did not buy it. It was given to me without money, without price, but the donor purchased it for me at a tremendous sacrifice. 
I am not holding it for uh, speculation since the title is not transferable. It is not a vacant lot. For more than half a century, I have been spending material, sending material out of uh, that which is the greatest, uh, that which the greatest architect and builder of the universe has been building a home. Have you ever thought that maybe your mansion is being furnished with what you're sending over? Have you ever walked in something uh, like a chip? <laughs> Brother Pilkington, we put him in a hotel over here. Uh, oh, man, I, I, I told him the other day that when I asked him if he wanted to come, he, I said, I'm looking for a room over in that hotel for you. And uh, yeah, it was like a homeless shelter over there. Nice hotel on the outside, but it was, it, they were putting homeless people. I think all the refugees coming across the border ends up over there. Because, uh, I mean, it was like every nationality was there. And I don't really care about it, but that's just not the place you would put a, a visiting missionary or evangelist or preacher for you. But, but you know, he was a good sport about it. And he, he went over there. He actually got to know some of the people. But, I mean, they had welcome mats out in front of their house, in the front of their doors. When you go into a hotel and they got welcome mats out and putting wreaths and stuff up for the holidays, uh, he was wanting to come back and, and go over and pass out some tracks for Halloween and stuff over there. He goes, man, he goes, that's like going up and down. All, everybody's there. It's like going up and down that house. But anyways, he goes, uh, he goes, he's building something over here for you. Well suited to me perfectly, individually, and will never grow old. Termites can't undermine it. goes on and on and on. There is a valley of deep shadows between that place where I live in California and that which I shall journey in a very short time. I cannot reach my home in that city uh, of gold without passing through this dark valley of shadows. But you're talking about Psalm 23. But I am not afraid because the best friend I ever had went uh, through the same valley long, long ago and drove away all its gloom. He has has struck me, uh, he has stuck by me through thick and thin since we first became acquainted 55 years ago. And I hold his promise in print form, never to forsake me or to leave me alone, Matthew 20. He will be, and I'm telling you the verses, I, I, I can see the verses, they're not written here, but I can tell you what they are. He will, he will be with me as I walk through this valley of shadows, and I will not lose my way when he is with me. I hope to hear your sermon on heaven next Sunday from my home in Los Angeles, California, but I have no assurance that I will be able to do so. My ticket to heaven has no date marked for its journey, no return coupon, and the, uh, the, and the permit, and uh, no permit uh, for baggage. Uh, he's, he must be taking a legion or frontier. <laughs> yes, I am, <laughs> yes, I am all ready to go, and I, I may not be here while you are uh, talking next Sunday evening, but I shall meet you there someday. <coughs> Brethren, you know what? That's a great thing, man. Two things, and I'll be done. Two things. I'm going to heaven. Now, are you, if you're not here today and you're not going, if you're not going to heaven, there's only one other place for you to go. In Luke 16, 19, there was a rich man, there was Lazarus, and it said in hell he lifted up his eyes and being in torment. There's only one other place. I was raised Roman Catholic, and they said there's a purgatory. There ain't no purgatory. It's heaven or hell. There's only two places. There's only two places. And all of life determines where you're going to end up. That's the whole purpose of life. It isn't any other purpose. It isn't making money. It isn't raising kids. It isn't doing anything. It's for me to find a man named Jesus Christ and learn that he's the Savior of the world and that he shed his blood at Calvary and that if I trust in him, he'll save my soul. It's to learn that my soul is on its way to a place called hell, naturally. And the Lord came and lived and died to take that away.
Two things will surprise us when, you know, you get to heaven, man, there's going to be a couple things that surprise us. All the stuff, all the glory, all the things we see, that'll surprise us. That's one. But there's going to be two things. God wrote this. No one expected me. That's the title of this poem. I dreamed, I dreamed death came the other night, and heaven's gate swung wide. An angel with a, a angel with a, an angel with halo bright then ushered me inside, and there, to my astonished, stood folks I judged and labeled as quite unfit, a little unworthy, and spiritually disabled. Indignant words rose to my lips, but never were set free, for every face showed stunned surprise. No one expected me. <laughs> Are you going to heaven today? Well, I tell you what, it should be the most exciting thing in your life. You walk out there tonight and you look at the, or this afternoon you see that snow out there and it's white, and, except for where we shoveled and messed it all up and turned it pink and everything else. Uh, isn't it amazing that the salt turns it pink? But anyways, that goes on. Pink, what a color. Uh, but my sins are white as snow. My, I mean, he washed me in his blood and I get white as snow. And he likens that. And I said, Lord, I said, I didn't do that. You did that. And I said, and you love me and you saved me and you know uh, 43 years ago, exactly what you, I'm not 55 years into this thing like that man was, but I could write almost similar to the letter. If somebody said, I'm going to preach on this next week, I'm like, mm, I may or may not be here. And I'm, I'm okay with that. My sister was okay with dying. She wasn't, by the way, she wasn't until she said she had that dream. Now, whether it was a dream or she actually saw my little sister, I don't know. I wouldn't put anything past the Lord. I have no idea. I've heard stories about people going uh, dying in a hospital. You know why they give you drugs in a hospital? To keep you from screaming. Because back in the old days when they didn't give you the drugs, they said people were sitting there screaming because their feet were on fire. And they, were, and they said, keep me out of the fire. Keep me out of the fire. Keep me out. That's, that's facts. Hospitals today, hospitals, everything else try to keep you numb so you don't scare all the living around you. That thing is real. Heaven is real, brethren. It's real. And I'm going. I got my ticket 43 years ago on a back porch in Louisville, Kentucky, in 1980, and I'm sitting there going, all I did was ask, and he said, it's free. And I like free. I like stuff that don't cost a whole lot. And he said, you're going to get on a ride here for the next couple of years on the planet that is going to be totally different. He said, but one of these days, you're going to leave. And when you leave, Mike, it's never going to be the same. You'll never come back to this place ever again. It'll never be like it was. It'll only get better. And it's going to be the best it's going to be for you when you walk through those gates. But while you walk this planet determines how you walk through those gates. There's a judgment over there. For us, it's going to be the judgment seat of Christ. For everybody else, it's going to be the white throne judgment. For the church, for the Christians, for the people in the church age, you get saved, you get an opportunity, you'll go through the judgment seat of Christ, and you'll get held accountable for what you did in your body, in, this, in his body, on this planet, in that time frame, from the time you got saved to the time you die. Brother, this is a serious thing. Because one of these days we'll be over there, and that's what counts. This does not count. That counts. What are you doing to make it count? Father, if there's anyone in here today that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, Lord, I just pray that you draw them a little bit closer. Lord, I pray today that would be the day that they'd come to know you as their Savior. Lord, I thank you for saving my soul, and Lord, I just I get thrilled when I hear stories from other people about how they got saved, and Lord, uh, telling other people and, and encouraging them, Lord, and letting them know that, hey, there is a heaven on the other side, and Lord, uh, the, our loved ones that are saved are in a much safer place today than they have ever been in their life, 
And Lord, one of these days, we're going to be there with them. Lord, I do pray. It hurts my David Crosby, Lord. I don't know whether he's saved or he's lost. Nobody will know until we get to heaven. That comment he made, Lord, and then dying the exact same day is just an unbelievable comment. Lord, uh, heaven is just not cloudy. It's just not overrated. Lord, it's uh, completely underrated. Uh, Lord, what you have over there is, is far beyond what our minds can imagine. And Lord, I just want to thank you for it. Thank you that we can hold something whenever this world starts throwing the, 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 the agonies and the pains and the hurts and trials and tribulations into our life, Lord. We can remember that one day you said, let not our hearts be troubled. We believe in God, believe also in you. In, in your house are many mansions, Lord, and, and we will be there one day. Lord, bless now the invitation. And Father, I just praise that if there's, again, anybody lost, they don't know you as their Savior, draw them a little bit closer. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.